0: Is a naturalist? A naturalist is someone who looks at a tree and thinks of soil. A naturalist is someone who gazes at a mountain and sees a growing delta. A naturalist is someone who peers into a deep, clear spring and imagines cold, dark caverns. A naturalist is someone who gauges the seasons by the fading of the flowers And the arrival of geese. A naturalist absorbs, experiences, shares, perceives, dreams, and imagines along every step of the trail. A naturalist knows and doesn't know, sees and doesn't see, but always with a sense of wonder. ready for the end of the world sure why not <laughs> listen to your community spirit the show about caring sharing and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it let's bring back the circle and the circle of friends the circle of family the circle of being wake up really stretch. To the peace and joy of Mother Earth, you are listening to your community spirit right here on your community radio station. This is Orda Energy Mon. And this is Treesong. And we will bring you some environmental, social happenings and events. Of course, for me, most of it's going to be energy related. And for Treesong, most of it's going to be social related. Is that mm-hmm. true?
1: Um, only a little bit, a little bit of balance. We're there. starting but to
0: bleed off on each other, huh?
1: Yeah. I've always been into both.
0: All right, let's get to some happenings. Well, as usual, I am so into renewable energy that I forgot to ping information about the Renewable Energy Fair next uh-huh. weekend. Yeah, well, maybe you just knew that you
1: have it so much down in your... You didn't even need the paper. <laughs> that is true.
0: Um, <laughs> next weekend is the... Midwest Renewable Energy Fair, the world's largest energy fair for actual people who actually install and buy and play around with. I'm hmm. a player. I'm a player. You're an energy player. I'm an energy player. I play with renewable energy. So, um, if you want more information about the energy fair, it, the website is the, T-H-E, Dash M R E A dot O R G. Um, starts next Thursday evening with the networking dinner and then Friday, Saturday and Sunday from nine until, well on Sunday it's nine till five, but nine till seven on the other days. Mm -hmm. Energy workshops, 14 concurrent workshops every hour from nine until seven PM. So. There is information on the website and or, you could call or, and or, uh at (laughs) 893-1717. Yes, and
1: another happening that you didn't mention because you might not have realized is it is Friday the 13th today.
0: Well, I realized that I was just going to not mention (laughs) it. I'm so scared of it.
1: Yeah, see, I think 13 is good luck because there are 13 moons in a year. That's true.
0: If you're, if you're on the lunar calendar, it's good luck. Maybe they made it bad luck because they were the ones that changed it over to the new calendar. Yeah,
1: that's my theory. <laughs>
0: Whoa, see?
1: But I think it's good luck. So today is a lucky day. <laughs> and in honor of the lucky day, we have more happenings to share with you.
0: And next weekend mm-hmm. is the summer solstice, so it's, yes. ca- it's counting up or down to the longest day. Yes. <laughs> and the energy fair is always on the longest day, so huh. or closest weekend to that.
1: Yes, because they like all that sunshine.
0: <laughs> well, today happens to be Friday the 13th.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: And today they are starting out the Summer International Student Coffee Hour, which is whenever school's in session, they have this coffee hour, but this is the first time they're doing it in the summer which is really awesome because a lot of international students stick around for the summer. Yeah. In case you think Americans are also part of the world, as in international, Yes. feel free to go to this coffee hour. Yes, if you want to
1: be part of the international community, here's a chance to start doing so.
0: Every Mm -hmm. Friday when school's in session, starting today from 3 to 5 p.m. at the International Programs and Services, which is at the Northwest Annex Building (laughs) B.
1: Yes. So that's a good happening. And in other happenings, uh, we've we've even got a lot for today. Sometimes there'll be one for Friday and then a few for the next week, but today is going to be a busy day. And uh, we've got a big yard sale at the Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship. That's today from uh, 3 to 6 p.m. And tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. So they haven't quite gotten started yet, um, but that's coming up at 3 to 6 uh, this afternoon and evening so i'm sure they'll have lots of goodies there the oh yeah and that's at the carbonale unitarian fellowship which uh... Wh- what is the address of that it's on the west side of town um, i don't i don't remember the the name of that street that it's on <laughs> but <laughs> it's on the west side of town just past the uh, Murdale shopping center
0: and today at the big muddy imc As you may be aware of, every Friday there are big issues on the big screen at the Big Muddy IMZ. Every Friday at 7 p.m. And um, I actually have the film series for this month, Um, today, Friday the 13th, Escape from Suburbia. Escape from Suburbia asks the tough questions. Are we approaching peak oil now? What are the controversies surrounding our future energy options? Why are a growing number of specialists and scientists skeptical of these options? What are ordinary people across North America doing in their own communities to prepare for peak oil? And what will you do as energy prices skyrocket and the oil age draws to a close? Or I like to say, what are you going to do after oil? Yes. <laughs> so that's um, today's movie. And then next Friday is Black Gold. The Causes of Global Poverty, and then the Friday after that, June 20th, A Silent Forest. Yes. And so, of course, we'll talk more about those on, well, coming issues on your community spirit. Uh, yes, and the,
1: uh, the those films are at the Big Money IMC 214 North Washington in Carbondale, uh, always, always on Fridays, always at 7 p.m., I'm excited about Escape from Suburbia because, you know, two weeks ago we watched uh, End of Suburbia about how the oil was going to run out, and then we watched uh, The Road Warrior about, you know, the, the the chaos and the warfare and such that was happening. Mel Gibson. Mad you know, Max. Mad yeah. Max, yes. Fight, fighting, you know, fighting the bad guys because the oil had run out. It could be like that, or... Yeah. If if we do nothing, we're going to end up like Mel Gibson, you know, fighting Like Med- Mel Gibson. <laughs> you don't want to end up like Mel Gibson, trust me. <laughs> So instead, we can watch Escape from Suburbia and see what real people are doing to uh, face the challenge. <laughs> so let's see. and other happenings, uh, Varsity Scrape. Uh, this week at the Varsity Center for the Arts, uh, they're having... This is a new place. Yes, Varsity Center for the Arts. If you may remember... I love it. I yes. love it.
0: I love it. I love it. As
1: soon as that, that theater closed, you know, I was one of the people who right away said, you know, Oh, we've got to do something with this. It shouldn't just sit there. It's a treasure to the community. And now, after a few years of trying, it's it's materialized. And now it's become a new incarnation, the Varsity Center for the Arts. But since it's still mostly in the state of its old incarnation, they're going to need a lot of help in uh, bringing it uh, to be what it can be. So they're continuing. And And they're still scraping and scouring. They've had lots of people on the putty knife and bucket detail which is a very glamorous detail. Don't let them tell you otherwise. (laughs) And the results are beginning to show. As always, they are having open workdays on Wednesdays and Saturdays from 9 to 11 a.m. And everyone who wants to help is invited. They also need skilled
0: carpenters and electricians. If you don't want to help, you're still invited. Cheerleaders (laughs) are necessary.
1: Cheerleaders, uh, if you want to offer free therapeutic massage to everyone who's working there, you know, whatever you can do to contribute. So that's uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays from 9 to 11 a.m. And they have the, uh, so that's at the Varsity Theater in Carbondale.
0: <laughs> Pretty right exciting stuff. Right across from the like Amtrak yeah, train station. across
1: from the Amtrak train station on yep. uh, on Illinois on 51. If you're going on 51 and you see this giant sign on the left that says Varsity, <laughs> yeah, it's you've come to the right it's place. It's downtown,
0: <laughs> and the downtown is bringing the arts back. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. So um, every Saturday morning, there is the farmer's market, but also through the summer, there's something else. Saturdays from 9 to 11, the Habitat for Humanity of Jackson and Union County has been building a house over on East Oak Street. And this Saturday, they're going to need carpenters and electricians, and they're also going to need people to hold things. And apparently that's not extremely skilled. But um, it is important. Yeah. So... If you would like to drive down Oak Street and just look for the house that is being built. It's like 324 East Oak, I think is the address. I used to live on Oak Street. I live down West Oak, but just a couple blocks away from that site. So they will be putting up, uh, they will continue to put up drywall, soffit, and (coughs) fascia. And if you don't know what that is, they still need help. Yes, if you show (laughs) up, you'll find out what it is. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like the ab- The chance to build a house for someone who doesn't have a house, and in some cases, you know, learn how to build a house. Yeah. Maybe for yourself, or just the ability to build a house is so much fun. Yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff. You get to be a local superhero. <laughs> yeah, the ability <laughs> This f- superhero. Uh, <laughs> this weekend is the Superman festival in Metropolis. Yes, Superman celebration. <laughs> yeah, it's like their annuals. I happen to read that in the paper.
1: Yeah, they mention it in the nightlife, uh, partially because uh, on Sunday afternoon, they're having a contest to, uh, they want to get in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most people dressed as Superman. <laughs> so everyone who has a full Superman costume is encouraged to go there. Uh, the The actual counting is at 5, but you get there a little early, and they make sure, they look at you and say, all right, you look like Superman. You, yeah, you, you actually count. have to be approved. Yeah, you have to be approved by Guinness. You not, know, not you, but your outfit. Your outfit. You, you don't know, have
0: to be, like, rippled. You just you, have you, to be in the outfit.
1: Yeah, as long as you've got the outfit, you know, you can be a scrawny, nine-stone weakling. But <laughs> and it's not good enough to just have, like, a red towel tied around your shoulders and, like, a kind of blue shirt. But, you know, you've got to have... They've got details. They look into the details of this. Yeah, so... There, there are these Guinness Book of World Records. If
0: you happen to have, and I know, I know you do, there's a Superman costume in your closet... They are looking for, they have to have a minimum of 100 people to get in the Genesis Book of World Records. They have never counted this before, like a group of Superman people, but they say they have to have a minimum to actually get in.
1: Yeah, because otherwise, they they don't want to just keep having a very small record broken. Like, <laughs> oh, like we <laughs> had five people, and then the next day, oh, there's six people who want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like so they're, they're starting with the baseline of 100. I'm sure, since the town is named Metropolis, Illinois, I'm sure they can have enough people find their way there to
0: pull it off. So Saturday, there's the Farmer's Market from um, 8 until 12. And then after that, the Peace Vigil, Saturdays from noon until 1 in the corner of Maine and Illinois. This is every Saturday. And um, for me, this one's really important. The Carbondale District's Annual Ice Cream Social. (laughs) This is at Hickory Lodge. That's on Monday. Carbondale Park District's annual ice cream social at Hickory Lodge on Monday, june sixteenth, from five thirty to seven thirty. There will be cake, ice cream, music, socializing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the best thing, the park is throwing it for free. Ah. That sounds exciting. Yeah, so bring your grandma, bring your nephew. Most important, bring any little kids. And they get to run screaming around the park after they eat the ice cream so you don't have to throw them in the car afterwards. Let them run around the park afterwards.
1: Because little kids, when you give them sugar, it's like you wind up a spring. And then they run and run and run and run.
0: (laughs) 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 Other happenings.
1: Oh, yes, we've got more. Uh, The weed pull. Come out in the cool morning air to help weed the Labyrinth Peace Garden. That's coming up on uh, next Wednesday, June 18th, from 7.30 to 9.30. You can join UCM board members and Friends of the Labyrinth as they attempt to uproot the intruders and restore aesthetic tranquility. <laughs> and that's at the Interfaith Center at 913 South Illinois uh, in Carbondale. It's actually just to the north of the Interfaith Center. So that's... Pretty exciting. It's funny the the language, the metaphors there they're using for pulling up weeds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I want you to mark your calendar for um, Wednesday, June twenty fifth, because the Pastors for Peace, friendshipment Caravan to Cuba. Pastors for free Peace Peace, Friendshipment.
1: Yes. <laughs> friendship shipment. And <laughs> they put it together in one word. The friendshipment.
0: They're going to have a uh, Uh, African drumming performance at 5.30 at 6 p.m., a Cuban dinner. And then uh, at 6.45, a talk by um, Molio E. de los Santos, the assistant caravan coordinator and student. Basically what they're doing is they're collecting humanitarian aid to Cuba where U.S. trade is restricted. You can learn about Cuba and help break the blockade. Now this time... They are seeking both financial and material aid to support the friend shipment, and they're actually looking for certain aid. Aid is particularly being sought for both senior citizen and a
1: hip-hop without borders exchange. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah,
0: the hip-hop without borders, uh, due to the blockade, medicines for cancer and other critical and chronic illnesses are often not available. So they're looking for very simple, over-the-counter drugs and vitamins, are very expensive to procure, so donations are most welcome. And then special donations include folding wheelchairs and walkers and other aids that assist elderly people in remaining independent. And then the Hip Hop Without Borders Exchange. They're looking for sound equipment, recording microphones, musical keyboards, drum kits, guitars, horns, and new cans of high-quality spray paint. (laughs) Yep. Apparently, spray paint is a uh, required necessity in hip hop culture. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like artistic expression through music and art. So,
1: so you can be a part of helping to bring uh, much needed aid, uh, both in a you know medicinal, economic form and in a cultural form. So it's pretty exciting stuff. And you know, if you go to the event, you also get to hear uh, get to hear music, get to have some dinner. Good food, good information, uh, good music.
0: <laughs> so it sounds like a good time. Yeah. So mark your calendar for Wednesday, June twenty-fifth. Hell nay, we won't pay. Oh. This is our top story of the week. Apparently, the price of gas has been going up. That's what that's what I've heard. Have you noticed?
1: Yeah, it's well, you funny. You don't drive. Do you? I don't drive, but my friends, you know, I'm starting. I'm going to start to pay them whenever they give me a ride somewhere. Because it's like, just just one-way trip to Car- Carterville, it's like at least $2 worth of gas. <laughs> I was just doing the math on that.
0: Fuel prices fuel protests around the world. It's crazy out there. While the U.S. Are, is actually stalling on renewable energy incentives, around the world, people are taking to the streets to protest the rising cost of fuel. American politicians think they have all the time in the world to think, to look for alternatives while people are dying in fuel riots in Spain. Spaniards are hoarding food and fuel because the truck drivers are on strike and blockading the border. In France, the highways are backed up all the way to Bordeaux, 200 kilometers or 125 miles away. People are lining up at gas stations, 40% which have run out of fuel. According to the National Post, in case you didn't know, that's a newspaper in Europe. Yep. The stoppage by Spanish truck drivers, which Portuguese truck drivers have also joined, was backed by protests across the border in France over the impact of high oil prices. They've got pictures of, like, the whole street packed with people. Yeah And people completely just, like, standing in front of trucks and blocking them. In South Korea, truck drivers are striking and the entire cabinet resigned after up to a million people took to the streets. The newspapers say it is about American meat imports, but others say that it is a protest against surging prices and slowing growth. In Hong Kong, 500 minibuses, trucks, and garbage trucks are staging a go-slow protest demanding that all fuel taxes be scraped. In India and Nepal, there were riots. In Canada, workers are at the barricades around General Motors headquarters protesting the loss of their jobs as GM closes its truck plants, putting thousands out of work. High fuel prices have translated into non-existent sales for the big trucks they make. In Scotland... Angry haulers, that's truck drivers in American speak, yesterday threatened a campaign of disruption and warned of crippling strike action in Scotland unless the government acts to ease the high cost of fuel. More than 80 trucks traveling in convoy from Glasgow to Edinburgh yesterday to demand action to combat the high cost of fuel. That was from the Times. And... I don't know. What are they actually protesting? I think they're kind of protesting our addiction to oil. Yeah. It's like, can you protest the fact that you are addicted? <laughs> I mean, you can't expect someone else to ease your addiction. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, well I'm getting all...
1: That's how I done the addiction sometimes. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> so the pain of the pump is being felt everywhere with the exception of the opaque nations.
1: Yeah. I'm sure part of what they're protesting is something we don't usually hear about here is what we do sometimes. The fact of the profits, you know, it's one thing that the oil supply is, you know, diminishing because of peak oil, and that is going to create, you know, price changes and instability and such. But then the oil companies are making these record profits (laughs) at the same time that the prices are going really high. So I think a lot of people have the perception that, like, well... They could just make a little bit less profit and we would be a little bit less hired off.
0: Well I mean as of May thirtieth, gas prices in the US were three ninety six a gallon. Yeah. Okay, so three ninety six a gallon. In Britain, in US dollars, eight thirty one a gallon. <laughs> in France, again in US dollars, nine sixty six a gallon. And in Germany, woohoo in US dollars, eleven forty nine a gallon. Yep. <laughs> And that's straight to the source, the Telegram, the Washington Post, the Age, the New York Times, and Reuters. So kind of everybody's reporting on. <laughs> and we're talking about profits. You know how I always badmouth ExxonMobil? Yeah. <laughs> well, I have something good to report. ExxonMobil, like I will run out of gas before I go to ExxonMobil. Yeah. Exxon plans to sell its gas stations. huh <laughs> ExxonMobil said on Thursday that it was withdrawing from the retail gas business in the United States, citing the, quote, very challenging business conditions (laughs) for its stations. Now, maybe I helped a little bit about that by not buying from them. You might have. Exxon, the world's largest publicly traded oil company, said it will sell the roughly 2,220 service stations it owned across the United States including the about 820 that it also operated. The company will maintain the Exxon and mobile brands an Exxon spokesperson said. Of the 12,000 or so Exxon mobile branded station in the United States about 75 percent are already owned by others. So you know they're only selling the ones they personally own. Service stations have struggled even with soaring gas line prices, because they have not been able to push the high cost of crude oil onto its customers. According to federal data, gasoline prices are up about 31% over last year. Huh. But the price of oil is up a lot, lot, lot more than that. Yep. So
1: It's a good I'm thing they're still making profits doing all that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, well, and a little bit of little-known... Uh, Uh, trivia about Exxon, too, is that during uh, World War II, they were part of a group of uh, a few companies that worked together to provide uh, tetraethyl gasoline to the Nazi Air Force. So Exxon played an essential role in the Nazis being able to fly their airplanes. It's a little known fact. I think it's an important thing to know when you're driving by one of those uh, Exxon stations.
0: Yeah, so...
1: They were called Standard Oil of New Jersey back then, if you want to do... So I'm looking into it. Yeah.
0: So, if you're a Jew and you buy from Exxon Mobil, that's almost as Jew-hating as buying a Mercedes. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs>
1: uh, well, I know I know a lot of people. They'll say, "Oh, you know, that was 50, 60 years ago. Why, why can't you forget that a corporation did something like that?" But no, I, I don't forget those things. We we, you know, we can never forget such things. And if we're going to see corporations as people legally. Then we got to remember, you know, the equivalent of if this was an individual.
0: Well, they've never said they were sorry or made amends. No, I they've mean, never
1: said they were sorry. They've never received any penalties, really, for
0: that sort of thing. Well, I mean, for the Exxon um, Valdez oil spill, yeah. they still haven't actually paid the penalties that they, by law, are supposed to. Yeah, they just keep, you know, bringing it back to court for uh, another reason.
1: Yeah, so maybe it's up to us as citizens to penalize them. (laughs) Well,
0: obviously we are. They're having a hard time keeping their gas stations open. But they're still making a lot of money. Yeah, they still are. (laughs) They're the world's largest oil company. I mean, they're just apparently the retail business. So now it's going to be... Actually, it's bad news for me. Because it's going to be so much harder to now know who is buying Exxon Oil. Yeah. Right? I mean... It's not so obvious now because the gas station's not going to always say Exxon on it now.
1: Yeah, they'll just sell it on the sly to whoever will buy <laughs> their like dirty yeah. oil.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah.
1: Oh, and I, I want to mention, too, I, I think I'd heard that fact before, but I learned about it again reading a book uh, called Standing Up to the Madness, Ordinary Heroes in Extraordinary Times. That's uh, Amy Goodman's, I think it's her latest book, actually. Um, and I just got that for my birthday. Really good book.
0: I wanted to read that. It's about, you know, just your average people who do things. Yeah,
1: it's got stories about, like, librarians who stand up to, like, national security, like, gag orders. It's got things about, you know, all sorts of different kinds of people who, they're just doing their own thing and some terrible thing happens, and they have have to either go along with it or struggle against it.
0: Well, I mean, Mm -hmm. that would be, like, the people who, after 9-11 still said things bad about the government. Yeah. I mean, still were able to, you know, feel that they had the right to voice their opinion about the government, even in that time of great patriotism. Yeah. Okay. So, well, let me read another bad thing. No renewable, no renewal for renewables. State Republicans block bills to extend renewables, subsidies, and tax oil companies. With gas prices now averaging a record $4.04 a gallon in the U.S., the Senate voted on two bills Tuesday that would have revoked gas breaks for oil companies and extended tax credits to renewable energy. And Republicans, well, they blocked both of them. The first bill would have levied a 25% tax on windfall profits of major oil companies and repealed, repealed billions of dollars in tax breaks that are currently in place for the oil and gas industry. The second would have extended existing tax credits for solar, wind, geothermal, and other clean energy businesses, funding the extensions by repealing some so-called tax loopholes for hedge funds and corporations. Renewable energies companies have been counting on Congress to renew the tax credits, and now they're getting worried. They say some 116,000 U.S. jobs and nearly $19 billion in investment could be lost over the next year if the credits aren't extended. This is actually the fourth time they've tried to extend the tax credits. The tax credits currently, which are set to expire at the end of this year, give on a residential application uh, 30% with a cap of $2,000 tax credit for any type of renewable energy. And on the commercial application, thirty percent unlimited. Hmm. So a lot of commercial applications are going in this year. Yeah. But they would continue to go in if that tax credit was in place, and it makes it more than feasible to put in renewable energy by doing that. Yeah, so.
1: it really helps. So it's it's a shame it hasn't been going through.
0: And the funny thing is, I've always been against rebates, and but a tax credit's a different thing. It's like if you're already making money, it makes it so you have to pay less taxes. Yeah. And I like that idea. I don't like rebates, but I like tax credits, so.
1: Yeah. Well, on a, on a happier note, I think we've got time for at least uh, one headline here that is also on the issue of uh, renewable energy. Too bad you can't make energy from fog. San Francisco approves giant solar incentive program. And they they just approved a new program that... Uh, Individuals can get up to $6,000, like an incentive to a rebate, and businesses can get $10,000, and there's also other aspects of the program. Pretty exciting stuff. So it's the largest municipal solar program in the United
0: States, now in San Francisco. So if you would like more information about renewable energy, or from OR, Mm -hmm. a ride to the Renewable Energy Fair next week and... I've got seven people lined up to go in the van so far. Um, It's a 12-passenger van. There's more room. Yep, room for one more. Yeah, so (laughs) the largest renewable energy fair in the world. Not this weekend. Next weekend. The summer solstice this weekend. This is Ord Energy Mon. Uh, Let's see. Oh, to call me. (laughs) 893-1717. Enjoy. The trees and the water, because it's hot.
1: It's hot out there, but you can still have fun out there anyway.
0: Stay energized.